on that dinner. They were talking about whether to do that or not, if they could survive without laying a bunch of people off, what the trade-offs were, what the strategy was. So here's my point. When you are speaking truth to power, you have to do it in a respectful way. You can be brave, but also be humble. You can, you can show empathy while you're being brave. You can be respectful while you're being brave and speaking truth. Just pick the right time and place. Don't do it while you're angry. Show empathy. Really care and show it. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material, episode 21. Be brave, speak truth to power in a respectful way. You know what? Let me just, let me start with a story. Can I tell you something really stupid that I did? Uh, and I'm, I'm going to tell you so that you don't make the same mistake because uh, I had my tail between my legs. I, uh, I was concerned about my job security for weeks and weeks until I apologized and cleared the air. So let me tell you this really stupid thing that I did. Um, so I was at a sales conference and in our industry, we had these sales training conferences, these kind of kickoff of the new year. It was once a year and we would all get together at this big conference hall, uh, maybe 800 people. And, and it was this, this big celebration, this, this big time to get together Well, I was on the product team and we had this outing where there were maybe like a hundred people there at a dinner and the CEO was there, the chief product officer, the chief strategy officer, and I think the international GM. So he was in charge of like half the company and it's a multi-billion dollar company, about 5,000 employees. So so I'm in this hall and it was kind of a, a stand-up, not a sit-down dinner, but a stand-up mingle dinner. And those guys that I just mentioned, those, those C-suite guys, they were in a corner huddled together discussing something over and over. You know, they, they just stayed with themselves by themselves the whole time the whole time for three hours and people started leaving because the food wasn't good there. You know, we kind of all knew each other anyway. And I stayed for a while, but people just kept looking at them. Like, are they going to get out of their huddle and talk to the rest of us? Do they consider themselves too important to talk to the rest of us? And for three hours they did. They, you know, they're the food. I mean, when I say the food wasn't that good, I, I also mean like there wasn't very much of it. So we were all kind of hungry and a lot of people went and, uh, and got real food somewhere else. 
Um, so, you know, salad shooters, I mean, what are we like, what, what are we only going to have 200 calories? Like, come on, it's dinner. So, so anyway, these chief officers were in a corner by themselves and I was getting pretty angry because that's not how you treat your team. That is not a good look that communicates. You're always communicating when you're a leader, when you are in charge, you are always communicating. And what that communicated was what we're doing is more important than the, than acknowledging that the rest of you exist. We are talking to each other. This is supposed to be like a downtime. We're talking to each other because we're all just so important and we cannot be bothered to talk to you guys, our underlings. That's what that communicated. Now, what was really going on, I'll save until later, just so you can share in my incredible humiliation. So on the way back, uh, it was two more days until we all went back. I think that was a Wednesday night. We went back on a Friday morning. And I happened to be on the same flight as our chief product officer and our chief strategy officer. And I think also that international guy, the chief international or whatever officer, Uh, but he was in charge of half the company, a very important guy. Anyway, so I get on this flight and it's kind of backed up. I'm holding my luggage and the line stops. And where does the line stop? Well, I stop right next to our chief product officer who I had had a few conversations with before. And he's looking down and he's still like absorbed in something and not paying attention to anyone from his company at that, on that plane. I was furious, absolutely furious because I could see the morale of our team just deflating completely deflating. And I thought it was uncharacteristic of him as a leader. And I mean, I just had all these thoughts. So I'm standing there and I went, Hey, and he kind of looks up and he goes, hi. And we're talking, you know, I I look at him, I I get a little annoyed and I said, how's the conference for you? And, uh, and he said, good, but now's, now's not a good time. And, and I kind of, I pushed, I pressed a little bit. I said, oh, why? <laughs> and, oh gosh, good thing I can laugh about it now. And, uh, and he looked up and he said, I'm, I'm making, you know, I'm, I'm doing some work. I have to send an email to someone. And I said, it wasn't a good time on Wednesday night either, was it? And he looks up, he said, excuse me, how was the conference for you? And, uh, and I said, it was okay. Could have been better. And he said, really, why? What do you think of it? What happened? I said, well, I think the sales team learned what they needed to learn. But I also think that you, you and the, the rest of those who were at our dinner did not treat your product team very well. And, and I think the marketing team was there too. Didn't, didn't treat us very well. And we felt it and we saw it. So he asked a little bit about that. Um, and I said, you should have talked to us, you and, you know, and the, the CEO and the you know, CMO and the CSO all should have come out and talked to people mingled, you know, people left and they felt it. Nobody addressed the team. Nobody talked to the rest of the team and it felt terrible. So morale is down. And by the way, this is me talking to you now, not to him. 
never corner an executive on an airplane. I forced him to talk to me. I questioned that he had something more important to do than talking to me. And I told him that I had something to say. Now you might consider that brave. It was stupid. It wasn't brave. It was angry and stupid. I knew where his office was. I knew where he sat. I could have addressed it with him in a myriad of ways. Not when he told me he had something important to do. Fast forward the next day and I start to realize how stupid that was. Fast forward a couple weeks and I finally see him in the office. He had been offsite in different meetings for, for weeks, at least two weeks. And so I, I, I pop out of my office and I say, can I walk with you? And he has his luggage in, in his hand. And he is, he said, yeah, well, I'm, I'm running to, to catch a plane to my taxi. I'm already late getting my, my Lyft or Uber or whatever to, to the plane. And I said, can I walk with you? And he said, sure. So I walk with him and I just say, I, I really apologize. I shouldn't have talked to you like that on the plane. I was just very angry. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I, that I said that. And he said, oh, you shouldn't be sorry. You told me what I needed to know. I mean, it wasn't my preferred method or time and place, but you told me something that I needed to know. He said, don't worry about it. I appreciate that you were brave enough to, to say that. So we get, okay, I know the story is getting pretty long now. So he leaves and uh, another month goes by and we get a notice that an entire office of 600 people is closing. And all of the people in that office who cannot work from home were being laid off. If you want to be a people manager and you're currently struggling with a micromanaging or misguided manager or no recognition or visibility for the amazing work you're doing, you're unsure of your next step. Maybe you don't know how to network while remote or you don't know your blind spots. You don't know what's holding you back or you have a lack of confidence, check out Aspiring Managers Group Coaching. We're starting a group just for people who are working to become people managers and need some guidance or mentoring to get there. Your manager isn't going to give it to you. You've tried. This group is called Aspiring Managers Group Coaching, and it's by application only. We only accept people we know we can help. If you're someone who has the drive to become a people manager, you're stuck and need some help figuring out your blind spots, apply now. My goal is to get the right people into management positions, people who care about people and will really make a difference in corporate America. If you're someone who needs to build confidence, communication skills, learn more and apply now at saverstreet.com backslash AMGC. That's saverstreet.com backslash AMGC. That was the decision. That was what he was deciding on the plane when I interrupted him. That is the decision that he was deliberating. He had the final vote on. It was mostly people in product. So he was deciding whether to lay off 600 people or not. And that's when I decided to get angry at him. After that announcement, he came up to me and he said, he he let me know that was the decision. He came up and he said, do you see why I was so distracted? Why I was so stressed out? Why I didn't want to talk? That was the decision I was making. And, and I said, I, I understand now. I'm sorry I didn't have the, the perspective. I, I didn't know. I, was, I, I apologize. And he said, you don't need to apologize. 
just, just understand that there are decisions that we have to make sometimes really hard ones that we can't open up about, that we can't talk to anyone about who are not at our level. That's that. And this is an assumption. That's probably why those chief officers were huddled in that in on Wednesday on that, you know, that dinner. They were talking about whether to do that or not, if they could survive without laying a bunch of people off, what the trade-offs were, what the strategy was. So here's my point. When you are speaking truth to power, you have to do it in a respectful way. You can be brave, but also be humble. You can, you can show empathy while you're being brave. You can be respectful while you're being brave and speaking truth. Just pick the right time and place. Don't do it while you're angry. Show empathy. Really care and show it, you know, over time, not just right when you need something, but like kind of build that affinity bank like we were kind of talking about in previous podcasts. Think through carefully what you're going to say. Always give the benefit of the doubt and always assume there's something you don't know or don't quite understand. So when you're talking to a senior leader, they have this perspective that you don't have. They have decisions that they're making that you don't know anything about. Understand that that might be on their minds. So I I learned that the hard way. Please, please don't learn it the hard way like I did. Um, And, you know, just just understand that you need to ask for clarification on the point you don't understand. If I had gone up to him and ask to understand instead of accusing him of disrespecting and not caring about his team, it would have been a different conversation. It would have been a different time and place. It would have been a different kind of thing. It would have shown humility, empathy, and openness to learning instead of just, you did something wrong, sir. Who are you going to hire to management? The person who comes up to you and tells you that they're mad at you, that you did something wrong, or the person who waits for the right time and place and asks to understand, who shows empathy, humility, and an openness to learning. I'd hire the second person, not the first. So bottom line, don't get heated, control your emotions, Pick the right time and place. And I I shouldn't have to mention this, but no shots online ever. Don't ever take shots at your boss or anybody in leadership online, not on Slack or Messenger or whatever you're using online right now at your company. Don't put it in Zoom chat. I mean, nowhere online, not in text messages. This is a person to person or, you know, a video chat conversation sort of thing. If you ever even have to do it. So maybe talk to your spouse or a friend outside of the office to get some perspective, but uh, don't discuss it in text anywhere online that can be traced to you. That is a, that is a huge red flag. People actually monitor those things and you could you know, you could be packing your office or your desk up real easily. So, so bottom line here, be respectful, ask to understand they're dealing with a lot more than you think at the times that you, that you think, and it's okay to be angry, 
but it's not okay to show it in some ways and in some places. So control yourself. Presentation is 50% of your job. Pick the right time, place, and mode of communication. That's that 50% presentation. And the other 50% is the work you've done or what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. Basically, it's the context. You're going to be judged by both what you say and how you say it. So make sure that you're doing it the right way. When you, when you are being brave, when you are speaking truth to power, just do it the right way. Okay, that's all I have to say. I hope you don't judge me too harshly on what I did when I was angry, and I hope you don't make the same mistake. If you get nothing else from this podcast, learn never corner an executive in an airplane. Okay. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Happy October, everyone. I hope you are gearing up for Halloween and I hope you have a fun, fun time planned. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to management material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.